Day 16. Fifth Voyage. I longed for change in adventure. Therefore I set out once more, but this time in a ship of my own. I invited several merchants of different nations to join me. We set sail with the first favorable wind, and after a long voyage upon the open seas, we landed upon an unknown island. We determined to explore it, but had not gone far when we found a rook's egg. In spite of all I could say to deter them, the merchants broke the shell and killed the young rook. Scarcely had they finished their ill-omened repast, when the air above us was darkened by two mighty shadows. The parrot birds were coming, and the captain urged us to get on board with full speed. For a moment we lost sight of them, and were flattering ourselves that we had escaped, when they reappeared and soared into the air directly over our vessel. And we saw that each held in its claws an immense rock ready to crush us. The rock fell with a mighty crash right to our luckless vessel, and the passengers and crew fell into the sea. I myself went down with the rest, but had the good fortune to rise unhurt. I kept myself afloat, and was presently washed up by the tide onto an island. There were trees everywhere, and they were laden with flowers and fruit. When night came, I slept sweetly in a cozy nook. However, the morning sunlight restored my courage, and I once more wandered among the trees, but always with some anxiety as to what I might see next. I had penetrated some distance into the island when I saw an old man sitting upon the river bank. Going up to him, I greeted him in a friendly way, but he only nodded his head at me in reply. I then asked what he did there, and he made signs to me that he wished to get across the river to gather some fruit and seemed to beg me to carry him on my back. Pitying his age and feebleness, I took him up and carried him across the stream. But instead of allowing himself to be set upon his feet, this creature leapt upon my shoulders and hooked his legs around my neck, gripping me so tightly I fell insensible to the ground. When I recovered, my enemy was still in his place. Seeing me revive, he prodded me adroitly, first with one foot and then with the other, until I was forced to get up and stagger about with him under the trees while he gathered and ate the choicest fruits. This went on all day and even at night, when I threw myself down half-dead with weariness. The terrible old man held on tight to my neck. It happened one day that I passed a tree under which lay several dry gourds, and catching one up, I amused myself with scooping out its contents and pressing it into the juice of several bunches of grapes. When it was full, I left it propped in the fork of a tree, and a few days later I got excellent wine. It was so good and refreshing that after drinking it, I even forgot my detestable burden, and began to sing. Seeing this, the old monster seized the gourd and drained them to the very last drop. 
Soon, I felt his legs unclasp, and with one vigorous effort I threw him to the ground. Ran leaping and bounding down to the seashore, where, by the greatest good luck, I met with some mariners. They heard the story of my escape with amazement, saying, You fell into the hands of the old man of the sea. This island is well known as the scene of his evil deeds. After we had talked for a while, they took me back with them on board their ship, and we soon set sail, and after several days reached a large town. One of the merchants took me ashore with him and showed me a lodging set apart for strange merchants. He then provided me with a large sack and pointed out to me a party of others equipped in like manner. Go with them, said he, and do as they do, but beware of losing sight of them, for if you strayed, your life would be in danger. So I set out with my new companions. I soon learnt that the object of our expedition was to fill our sacks with coconuts but the trees were very tall, and I didn't understand how we were to do it. There were many monkeys on the trees, and surprisingly, my companions began to throw stones at the monkeys. But soon I understood, for the monkeys who were annoyed began to tear the nuts from the trees and cast them at us. So, after very little labor, our sacks were filled with the fruit. As soon as we had as many as we could carry, we went back to the town. My friend bought my share and advised me to continue the same occupation until I had earned enough money to carry me to my own country. This I did, and before long I had earned a considerable sum. Just then I heard that there was a trading ship ready to sail. So taking leave of my friend, I went on board, carrying with me many coconuts. When we arrived at an island, I exchanged my nuts with other kinds of goods and earned a lot of pearls. Back to Baghdad, where I disposed of them for large sums of money. Having thus ended his story, Sinbad ordered that one hundred sequins should be given to Hinbad, and the guests then withdrew. But after the next day's feast, he began the account of his sixth voyage as follows.